0: Welcome to the JUCO Coaching Podcast. My name is Nate Tuft. I'm the head men's basketball coach at Ridgewater College in Wilmer, Minnesota. My co-host is Tyler Hebrink, head baseball coach at Ridgewater College. Our goal with this podcast is to walk through the challenges and opportunities of a junior college season and to share our success, failure, and growth over our coaching career at the junior college level. Join us each week as we cover a different topic in relation to coaching college athletics. welcome back uh last night we got the march madness tournament wrapped up baylor steamrolled gonzaga that was uh pretty shocking to see how much different strength makes in a college basketball game Uh, i've got tyler hebrink here with me again how has uh spring
1: been for you tyler Uh, it's been pretty good the game last night was heartbreaking Um, (laughs) i had gonzaga i think like most other people but uh it was fun to watch um, just in terms of a fan watching right. how good Baylor was and how well they, they had a game, you could tell they had a game plan and they executed it to perfection. And now they're national champs. You said it
0: right, they just kept beating Gonzaga to their spots and made it yeah. so hard on them. Like the ball pressure was such a game changer, the entries to Timmy were just late, so they couldn't run their stuff on
1: time. Uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome, it was so. Impressive to watch Gonzaga on offense trying to run something and Baylor being right there. Yeah. Every time, right in the face,
0: too. And just an arms outside body using their strength to make enough contact to make every pass hard. Like they were turning the ball over on sideways passes. They were,
1: yeah, it it was, was awesome. It was probably the best defensive display of basketball I've seen in a long time, to be honest with you. I just, they, they crashed the boards, um and they just defended like crazy the whole night.
0: They rotated players. Their effort was phenomenal. They just it was they ended- and like just Gonzaga didn't hit any shots. But what I always tell guys is, you're not just not hitting shots. You're not getting the shot that you want in a comfortable way. So that's why you don't make it. It's not you'll yeah. make shots. It's not just because they were off or something like that. Yeah. like, they were forced to take contested shot after contested shot and contested layup after contested yep. layup. And
1: and and, and look uh, offensively for Baylor. They definitely – they were able to use their defense to create mm-hmm. their offense. They got, they got out and ran, and then they just knocked down shots.
0: They could just play with so much confidence. Like, they didn't have to think all night long. Like, you could see Jalen Suggs thinking as yeah. he was trying to do things, like especially in the first half. It was just Baylor didn't have to think yeah. about anything. Yeah. They were simplified. This is what we do, and that's what they went out and executed. And yeah. they didn't think about anything
1: twice. And it looked like Baylor, and they said it on the, the – uh, the announcer said it too. With like two minutes left in the game, they're like, Baylor looks fresh. Yeah. Like they look like they can just go. Yeah. Keep going. And Baylor – or uh, Gonzago is just – you get to obviously emotion Right. You're
0: wiped at right. that point. But, but you keep um, those big guys rotating. Like they could rotate those three centers, and usually those are guys that get tired. Like veteran guards aren't going to get tired. Like those guys aren't going to get tired, but it was, that was a full team effort to like college basketball, right? They
1: came out and just punched Gonzaga right in the face and said, here we are. Yep. And Gonzaga never matched it.
0: Me and uh, some of my coaches always ask this question, like, do you want strength or length or skill or what are you looking for? And last night was a pretty good testament for strength being pretty high up on what yeah recruiting lists look like because they changed the game with that. That was that was awesome. And there's a lot of people today regretting that they didn't watch more Baylor basketball this yeah. year, I
1: think, to only watch them. It's crazy a couple they, down the stretch, lost, but then they lost two games. A team that played last night doesn't lose a game all year.
0: Ah, uh, probably not. Yeah. No, play, if they, they play, d- play they like played that, a different
1: league, right? But, but like that was they played almost as perfect as you could.
0: That's just so cool to see two coaches that built that thing from zero. Yeah. Like Baylor was literally zero that's at it. one point, and they've like they went from being like a zone team and like changing things and there's what you saw last night. Like they figured that out over eighteen years how they wanted to build a championship contender and like executed on yeah. it with patience and what players they want. Like that's cool to see. Yeah, Drew- and Gonzaga's the same way, yeah. but. But what they did at Baylor is that's
1: Scott, awesome. Scott Drew is just amazing. Like, he there was one point, um, they're playing just pressure man to man, obviously, the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, Gonzaga got a timeout because Baylor had just hit a three or something. Yep. And typically, for most coaches at that point, you want to draw something up to get a quick bucket uh-huh. so you can get back in the game a little bit. And what does Baylor do? They switch to a one three one, yeah. another timeout for the first time. Drew's just saying, We're not giving you anything right. here. That was are going to be. I, I thought that was so impressive
0: um it was awesome you can see both those teams are culture teams teams that have built that for so long and like that is like an identity and their identity is in how they're playing and you can see that with the way that whole team was flying around and you can still see it with that that gonzaga team how they're they were together they were emotional they figured it out like they they still didn't like fall apart yeah but it's just you get punched in the mouth the national championship you're not going to feel great but both the ucla Team that lost and the Gonzaga team—they were huddled within a minute of losing. I mean, that's you yeah. I, I you just love to see things like that because those are those are kids that you can win championships with if they want to be like that—that that tight together and that's their fallback when yeah. failing. Yeah, it's so, fun.
1: To, it's fun to watch. Too.
0: It's not excuses. It's not anything like that's right. as a coach. That's what you're hoping to build. Even in, in junior college baseball and basketball, you have them much shorter, but you hope you can build some something that's similar to that where guys. Yeah. Can fall back on each other instead of
1: being a stepping stone. That's always the thing for me. No, I agree 100%. Obviously, we talked about Scott Drew, Mm -hmm. Mark Few, two amazing head coaches, but um, something that we want to touch on Mm -hmm. today is the role and the importance of assistant coaches. Yeah. Um, now, we've both been assistant coaches before. Obviously, every head coach at some point has been an assistant, um, unless you're Jawan Howard, I guess. Yeah, um,
0: but I'm not an all-pro basketball player. Yeah.
1: So um, the, the role, is, it's different for obviously all sports, but the importance of it um, is equal among all sports.
0: It's also interesting that we were both junior college assistants in our league, so we, we got to see it from that angle first before we stepped as in building our own programs Uh, it's learning how to recruit and like, cause at our level, you get to do everything as an assistant. You might only be getting paid like 1500 bucks, but you're learning how to balance all of that stuff from recruiting to meal planning, to weight planning, to helping and and everything. So you're getting to do all the things. So it's so important when we became head coaches to figure out what type of assistant you want, what duties you want to give to them or how much ownership you're, passing around you'll
1: have you'll have assistants at our level who will want to be and have their own program one Mm -hmm. day but you'll also have assistants who are there because they they want to be around the game for one but they just want to just want to coach and um, they're not looking to move up Mm -hmm. or anything like that too so that's part of you know understanding what your staff wants um obviously early on and then formulating a plan for them moving forward because the guys that want to be head coaches are probably the ones that you want to put a little more responsibility on in terms of recruiting, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. While the other guys are probably a little more practical, yeah, um, just in practice yep. stuff, um, which is totally fun. Yep. Um,
0: but it's knowing what roles each guy needs. Yeah. Uh, something I struggled with as a young head coach was communication with your assistants. Like, I want to talk to you about that too. Yeah. Was like holding like setting expectations for what you want from them holding accountable to those expectations and like what as a young head coach it was hard for me to like because I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do and what my program looked like or yeah. our program whatever but it was hard to like hold another assistant accountable when I was figuring out what I wanted to do so I yeah. struggled with that yeah. so so talk to me about how accountability looks for you with you assistant
1: know, coaches. I, I agree that I was kind of in the same boat too. Um, when I was hired, it was kind of like, we were like two months away from starting practice. I hadn't met the team or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I wanted to meet the team. And then at that point, you're like, okay, who am I going to hire for assistance? I had to, you know, move where I was, you know, a different mm-hmm. location and then you're trying to figure out who you're going to have. So, um, there was kind of a whirlwind with that stuff. Um, and i obviously settled on two guys but yeah you're pretty focused right away on on your yourself right at that point um making sure that you hold yourself accountable in practice practice planning whatever it is um and then you hope i think that your assistants will just magically know what they're doing um and that's what i expected like because
0: i was i feel like i was a really good assistant that just went and did things yeah but it doesn't work to just expect even if it is a good assistant that you hired, like to expect them to do exactly what your brain wants them to do yeah. without them knowing like it, it doesn't magically there's
1: happen. a there's a little like you want things especially as a new head coach you want things to be run exactly how you want yeah and one thing that i kind of learned is you and i kind of saw this as an assistant too working for some other head coaches but i think you have to be able to give the freedom to your assistants mm-hmm. to be able to do the drills that maybe you ha- you want them to yeah. do but kind of formulate it in a way that they think is yeah. conducive um because there's there's nothing worse than if, if if you're an assistant coach and you're doing something and then you got the head coach or over your shoulder kind of you know oh no that's not what we're right. looking for because right. the last thing you want to do as a head coach is kind of de-emphasize the importance of your assistant coach because right. you don't you don't want to show the players that like oh you don't think you know right because th- that's just not right right
0: they need um, to have right. their full voice and have yeah. their full respect and stuff
1: and that's why it's important to like when, when you have meetings with your coaches you know, this is why we want to do this mm-hmm. and this is why we do that so that it's kind of the same message right um but you don't really care how they get there necessarily yeah, yeah.
0: like that's how i've been with my new assistant that I hired. I want him to like, I want him to take ball handling. Like I want him to make ball handling his own. Yeah. And I told him like, it's important that we can handle the ball against contact. It's important that we can take that contact and make reads on help as they do that. It's important that we can make quick passes out of pressure. So it's creating those angles and creating different things. So like, I don't care how you teach that, but I want to see Just your plan, but that's the stuff that I, so whatever drills you want to use, whatever stuff you want to do, but those are the—that's the final product that I need to see. So yeah. your task is to develop that program. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: You. No, you're right. You You want
0: so it's somewhat detailed instead of just saying, "This is what yeah. our program needs." Just do it. Like at least I can give you some direction on some details, and then hopefully the assistant can run with. Yeah. That because you,
1: when you were an assistant, I was the same way. Like there were certain drills that the head coach wanted done or mm-hmm. some emphasis. And you said okay and you went and did them and I guarantee you they weren't exactly how he had it yeah, formatted right. or, or how he would do it. Right. Um but
0: hopefully but, he lets you run with it exactly and,
1: and I think I think that comes with you know kind of maturity at the position right. too because you you have to be willing to let your guys yeah. do delegate yeah. it and let it actually be to. delegated like cuz you you'll drive yourself absolutely yeah. crazy um i know for me like i'd be working with my infielders and i'd always have you know an eye kind of poked out yeah. to the side what my outfielders are doing Mm-hmm. and that just it didn't it didn't help my outfielders and it didn't help the guys i was working with right currently because i wasn't giving them my full attention yeah um so that's something I, yeah, I definitely learned early on yeah
0: that maturity and confidence as a head coach as you get into year three year four like it does change the way you look at yeah practices and what's happening in practice like you have to have objectives but it doesn't it's not the end of the world if it goes off script or something doesn't go exactly like you're still working for things uh one thing everybody always talks about when it comes to assistant coaches is like having yes men or having people that bring in different opinions than you or like what are your – what's your feeling on that?
1: Um, good question. I want guys that express how they feel in terms of what we're – like if, if I have an opinion on something or a player mm-hmm. and – My assistant coach thinks differently. I want him to say that. Yep. Now, ultimately, no offense to him, I I get the last say. Yep. But I want to hear that. Um, I, I, I don't know if a yes man is is necessarily like important to have. Uh Um, I, I guess I don't know. I, maybe as a insecure head coach, maybe it'd be nice. Um. But there's not you're not gonna argue with everything with your staff. Right. You're gonna agree on things, but you're not but there's gonna be certain situations to where you have different opinions. And right. I, and for me, I want to hear those
0: opinions. Yep. I just don't like I agree with you. Like I don't really care about yes men. I don't think there's that many yes men out there. Like I think yeah. people are in conversation, you're gonna have you're gonna share with each other. Like yeah. so as a head coach, if you can be a good listener, I just don't like when people want to be contrarian on many things you know that, what i that, mean like there is a fun, balance man. of it stinks when all of a sudden they have to like put the devil's advocate side on everything that, and it's just like and okay what, dude yeah. i get it but and that's, that's not yeah, that doesn't yeah. matter
1: to me 100 that's why i said i in my experience you don't argue or there's there's not every situation that comes about right you're not going to argue or disagree with um but right i want to hear your ideas i want to hear your ideas But if we're going to argue about everything and disagree on everything, then what are we doing?
0: Right. right? Like I would rather have that meeting early in in the season and talk through, like, let's say I'm sitting down with you and I just teach everything that I, like our offense. We sit down one day and we talk about Phoenix and we talk about where we're making these reads, why we call these plays, what the technique is for each thing, whatever. Like that day I want to hear like kind of your ideas so that we have a baseline and so we can, that helps you buy into what we're doing. And then I want your ideas when we're making adjustments in games, but it's just when it's always a contrarian thing, then it just is so exhausting. It gets old. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah. No. And
0: you're not really bought in. Like there's a fine line there, like you said, of being bought in and just saying yes, bought in and like helping and uplifting the program with some opinions yeah. and being not bought in and just trying to like get your own yeah. ideas in.
1: No, I, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And there, I've had some really good discussions with coaches. Uh-huh. Um, and when we've disagreed on things, yep. like if I say my point of view, the other guy says his point of view, and then we're able to work from that. Mm-hmm. But that's also a respect thing, right. too. Like I respect what he has to say. Yeah. He respects what I have to say. Um, now let's try to figure out something that maybe yeah works for, for, from both sides because there are times like I don't see things that other right. coaches. 100%. And, and that was like that when I was an assistant too, like, you, you're able to focus a little more on, on certain things, not like so much the whole aspect of the team, like the head coaches. Uh-huh. Like, you're able to focus on little things and then you bring that to his attention. Like, hey, I see this guy, yep. you know, breaking balls away. He's pushing that to the right side mm-hmm. of the field. Maybe let's shift over a little bit. Right. You know, while the head coach is worrying about calling coaches. Right. Yep. You know, they, okay. Move and the that's guys just so over. valuable. Yeah. It's so valuable. Like
0: last year, I didn't have an assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, just whatever. Just a couple guys fell out of. Place and we didn't have that much money, whatever. Uh, but uh I think that we lost like two games at least because I didn't have somebody that could do some of that stuff. Yeah. Like I'm focused on some big picture stuff where maybe the assistant you need those I numbers. ask him to watch just this movement on the backside on offense, and maybe yeah. we didn't have that movement, and then we lose some execution because of it, or we miss yeah. a rotation because I'm watching something else. So yeah, uh those that's details like giving assistance details to watch like hopefully they catch it on their own but i think in game like assigning those details that are important that you might not see is yeah is vital like i can just tell them like maybe i'm watching what ball screen coverage they're going to run consistently but maybe my assistant can watch where help is coming from coming, every time yeah, like so or yeah, yeah, yeah so i think like no, that's, that's, that's that's so sh- valuable and i didn't have that last year we won 16 games We're pretty good but I think we go from the four seed in the tournament to the two seed if I have a a good assist assistant yeah. that can watch some of those details.
1: Yeah. Now, um, do you? Well, one ahead. question for you. Now, it's a little different for me. Yeah. Baseball than basketball. Um. But do you look to hire guys that are different um, than your skill set and what you teach, mm-hmm. or are you looking for just like an when all I yeah, when yeah.
0: I hire guys, I want first of all people that I can trust. Like that's yeah. like that's that's really all that matters to me. Like if I can trust you that you're not gonna go behind my like that we can have a united front when we go and talk about things. Yeah. I want guys that are smart and can like like I like can that I can trust to do duties, but I don't really care about different skill sets than me. Sure. I think I can change and do things and I'm gonna coach. I, if you if you can coach guards really well, and I think I'm a guards expert as well, yeah. I'm fine letting you do that, and I can become yeah. an expert
1: over here. Or I can teach what I need to teach over here. See, um, that's that's where I think what's a little bit different yeah. in baseball than basketball, because there's like there's so many positions, different yeah. positions in in baseball, and so, like you have pitching, yeah. you have catching, you have infield, you have outfield, you have hitting, you have all that stuff. So like I know for me, like my two big things are. Infield play, um, hitting, team defense stuff. Yeah. Um, so you're looking so, for a pitcher. And so, so I'm looking for a pitching coach, uh-huh. um, and then I'm looking for a guy that works with uh, catchers. Yeah. Because um, I never, I was never a catcher, mm-hmm. and catchers guys that were catchers just know yeah what they're doing yeah and so i'm not going to sit there and pretend like i know what i'm right. doing.
0: i know you know it's just such playing. a
1: more segmented game that you yeah. can
0: specialize a lot more like that and yeah are you right. And maybe that? if as i go in my career i'll find that it is really useful to have a guards guy and a bigs guy and like but but again and, the but i just thing, haven't had that
1: yeah the other thing is is our level like we've talked yeah. on before we don't have the resources to be able to pay coaches you know full-time
0: right to be coaching
1: salaries or whatever it is so like you kind of take what you get yeah um and
0: that's where it falls back to me wanting the trust people i want guys that are going to help build like chemistry and relationships i think is so important like especially not having a staff last year where i had to be the assistant and the head yeah like you just can't do your roles right if you don't have somebody to handle some of those chemistry roles as well, like a middleman and
1: like. See, the middleman, too, that is – it's an important role for an assistant Mm -hmm. um, because when we – and we've talked about this before in Closed Doors, um, how a head coach needs to be able to get on a guy Mm -hmm. um, and not worry about hurting his feelings. Right. While the assistant coach at that point, his job – is to pick up the player and rein back in and have yep. him keep him
0: bought in and make him understand yep.
1: what just happened it, it, it'd be really hard for your whole coaching staff to be preaching the same message yep. to, like if there's something negative or something that you know the coach is getting on a player about think about yourself as a player in that situation the coach is getting after me the assistant coach is getting yeah. after me like geez man i'm like
0: just not doing anything they, right even,
1: yeah even if the assistant and this has happened to me multiple times even if I know what the head coach is saying is 100% correct, yeah. I know that it's my job to fix it for right. them. Right. You know, well, I,
0: work. I'm the head coach is going to snap at you a little bit, probably. Yeah. And so just to give it either in a different way or a different time or like explain it a little bit more after practice yep. or just to keep them engaged. Like
1: it's because it's there's so a easy difference to between, check out. Like, there's a difference between getting after a guy and like pushing him. Yep. And then like, Really snapping at them, right? You know. Yep. And that's when an assistant needs to be there. Yeah. But it does take some of the message away, like the head coach's message
0: away, when the head coach has to be the guy that also does that. Well, that's so, what I'm saying. So, yeah. so that's why it's, that that characteristic is so important yeah. to an assistant. You, you have to, because your head coach's message needs to land, yeah. and then the assistant needs to like okay. caress yeah. or finesse it into where. Yep, where you keep them
1: bought in, show up the next day ready to go, all that stuff. Yeah, no, I, it'd be really tough to, you know, for, like you said, to be the only coach on this. Right. So
0: that's where, when I'm hiring people, I, I really am looking for that trust that I can trust that you're going to go talk to the player the right way, like keep him bought in, but also keep our message there and that I could maybe leave you. Like that I can trust to leave you with the team and it's not going to turn into like a complaint fest or like just, or just junk. Like I just want a guy around that United front, but also a guy that is relating to the players and able to do some of that work as well.
1: No, I I agree. Um, Absolutely. Especially at our level. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh,
0: If you were to go back to being an assistant coach, what do you think you would do differently than you did the first time? Like one thing that, the first thing that you would change about what you did
1: um that's a good question. now that you've been a head coach yeah that's a good question um i would i'd probably be a little more assertive mm-hmm. especially early on um with anybody's first head or not head coaching but any coaching job um there's a little timidness yeah because you're going from a player to a coach mm-hmm. um I would be, and I would express my maybe my opinion a little more, um, but I would probably yeah probably assertiveness, um, and, and that's not to say I'd be like in someone's face. Yes, but
0: you just use um, your voice a little bit more, a l-
1: little bit more, and and have clear cut expectations, mm-hmm. um, because and and I've seen this happen before. You want you want players to like you, right. especially early, early yep. on, because you want them. Do you think that's how they'll trust you? Yep. But that, like, yeah, that that might for some guys, but for some guys, they might think you're a chill. Right. So,
0: um, so adding value and like finding ways to add value to those relationships, not just be liked or right. not just.
1: And, and I see that you see yeah. that with like almost every young coach.
0: It's yeah. To be like that, they, just, they have to find that line of yeah. where,
1: and then it comes with a couple of years, yeah. you know. And, so and that's so where the head coach uh,
0: guidance is so important too. Like they yeah. got to kind of be on you. Like you yeah. are having that relationship, but yeah. here's that line. Here's, oh, you crossed that line a little bit today. Like you talked about girls too much today. Like yeah. you need yeah. to straighten that out and like that's distracting. So that's not really, you can talk to them about their relationships, but yeah. like joking about their relationships really isn't
1: right. where you should there's, a be. Time there's, and just, place. there's just a line yeah. and when
0: and where and how you talk about some things. and
1: Because it's like – Think, think about yourself as an athlete. It's mm-hmm. hard. If you have an assistant coach that you're constantly joking around, right. about, you know, all that stuff. And then the coach gets on you. What are you going like, to think? Like, what is that right? relationship now? Like, yeah, what are like, we doing? Well, I don't, whatever it is, you know, so. I think it would be so valuable. if like if I went
0: back to be an assistant right now or somebody hired me, I think it'd be so valuable that like, I feel like I understand what a head coach needs. So yeah. you could take like four things off their plate, like day one and make yourself valuable and they would oh, yeah. see the difference like right away. Like, just knock these couple of things out without even talking to the head coach. Yeah. And then you're valuable and you're, you're bringing something to the team immediately. Like,
1: yeah, I think
0: like any, I would do more of that stuff, yeah. like without asking him like, Oh, some forms. I know these forms need to be collected by September 1st. Like let's, I don't even want to hear from the head coach about that. Yeah. Like, let's just hand them to him. And yeah,
1: cause you know, as well as I do, the responsibilities that go into the collective yeah. of a head coach. Yeah. Um, no, I, I completely agree. I think, some of the best assistant coaches were once head coaches.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Um, like, I just I just don't – I
0: would make it so the head coach never had to worry about that I was doing something. like, Yeah. Like, recruiting-wise, like, he should never have to ask me how many people I called or, like, did you yeah. talk to this – no, done. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want yeah. you ever asking me anything because I know you have so much on your plate. Yeah. Like, I know there's a balance there and some things like that, but I just think you could walk in day one, and we understand what the head coaches need now. So let's take care. And
1: that's that's a good message for any assistant coach. When you go into a program, find value where it's needed. Mm-hmm. And just take it yep. and go. And own it. Like exactly. the coach,
0: You don't have to ask permission. You don't have to. Yep. The, the coach will tell you it. if you're being dumb or something. Yeah, but if it's not working, just go no do it.
1: If it's recruiting, if mm-hmm. it's fundraising, if it's marketing, if it's social media,
0: just do yep. it. Thinking about things yeah. and talking so, uh, about things don't work. Anything, Just go do it.
1: Anything that you're doing to help a program, mm-hmm. the head coach isn't going to say, ah, oh, I don't do that. You no, know, they're, not. they're not going to say that. Like that. They're going to say, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, you, yo,
0: you took over the social media. Awesome. Like yeah. I was having a hard time with that. Like, yeah, great. Whatever you want to do, learn from it. Yeah. And you only learn, you only become a good recruiter by recruiting.
1: Yeah. So Everybody.
0: recruit too many guys and yeah. figure it out what you're messing up on. And there,
1: There's a, a fun little tactic that you could use with recruiting. There's uh, like a head coach where if, if your assistant, this is like the first time he's ever recruited, just give him a couple guys that you know you don't have a shot right. at. Right. Yeah. You know, yep. that are just flat out studs. Yep. But th- that's how they learn, yep. like they, they they they're able to talk to him and, and figure out what works and whatnot. And then after that they're like, Oh, coach, yeah, he's going somewhere else. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. I you know, yeah. Like you know that. Right. So you just got to get those out just, of the way.
0: Like yeah. everybody has their horror story. First two months of recruiting, that like you can't
1: tell an assistant coach, we really want yeah. this kid. Here's his number. Yep. Reach out. Get to it him. done. He's gonna Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's gonna mess it up. Probably. Yeah. Like yeah, you're, you're probably gonna mess it up. Yeah, exactly. Recruiting is everybody sucks at it right yeah. away, and it's until you find your own little niche.
0: No, I want, I want it, my staff, and I want assistant coaches that just do like. Yeah. As I, within the boundaries and of buying in and all that stuff. But I would rather have guys that do it and go do too much than, Find than guys yep. that you have to keep asking or you don't really trust that they're actually doing what you're asking or you have to remind them like four times to get you something. Like yep. be a Creating. doer, go get it done
1: and create that value. Yep, yeah. Running with that value. And then, um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And like you said before, trust is a big one. Mm-hmm making sure they're there and you don't have to keep tabs on. Be a
0: consistent as an assistant. You need to be consistent, be the same guy every day when you come in there and be somebody that people can trust behind their backs and isn't, Yeah, isn't trying to be slimy or anything like that. I can trust you with anything.
1: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, Well, I think uh, that's enough discussion on the assistant coaches. This is a topic that we've actually been wanting to talk about for a while too. So I'm glad we're able to to talk about that. And um We will be back uh, next week uh, for another topic, and uh, thanks for uh, listening.